grace, mercy, and peace be multiplied abundantly unto you all through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We've been talking a lot about the kingdom of God lately and how the risen Lord Jesus continues to redeem and restore people's lives to his rule and his reign of love and joy and peace and hope as he brings them to a faithful and trusting relationship to himself. We've talked about how he uses us in a small way to accomplish that by witnessing. And witnessing in the narrow sense is simply that, sharing the good news of salvation through Jesus' death and resurrection for us. Sharing God's story with people is what is going to bring them to faith. That is for sure. And we heard all about that last week. We've talked about some very practical things we can do to help us in our conversations with people. The importance of listening, the importance of asking open-ended questions, seeking a connection with people to what God's Word might speak into their lives, and sharing our stories, but most important, God's story with them. We've also talked about things we can do to get us in a mindset for witnessing for missions. We've talked about seeking the kingdom of God. Jesus told us to seek and we'll find it. So we should be looking for God's activity in our lives and in the lives of others. What's, what's God up to? How can I respond with some good news, maybe with a little bit of grace or some hope in the situation that I find myself in. We've talked about the importance of hearing from Jesus. I mean, it's hard to see what Jesus is up to these days if you don't know what Jesus was up to back in the days of the Gospels. So you got to go back to God's Word, which you're doing today. Back to God's Word. And you see, he's up to the same thing. Seeking and saving those who are lost. Healing and helping. Teaching and challenging people. So hearing from God, hearing from Jesus, regularly hearing his word and learning from him is going to help us to see what he's up to today. And that's going to help motivate us to follow to engage and assure us of his loving presence. It's good, Lord, that we are here. It's good for us to be here, hearing from him. And it takes the pressure off of us because we learn from his word that he does all the heavy lifting. He's in charge of results he just asks us to sow the seed. So that kind of summarizes what we've been talking about for quite a while. I want to talk to you about something else that we can do to make our witness more effective or perhaps more receptive. And it has to do with sharing Sharing the word of God is most important in our witness, that is for sure. 
But I want to talk today about sharing good. Galatians chapter 6, 9. Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And when we think about doing good, a lot of us think of Mother Teresa. Look what she said. Not all of us can do great things, but we can all do small things with great love. What if the random acts of kindness are not so random? What if the unplanned good we go around doing for people is actually planned out by God? In fact, that is, that's what the Bible says. You heard it in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. For we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. A simple but important way to be in position to join Jesus on his mission, to be in a position to witness about his love is to be looking for people in our lives who are ready for a blessing. What good can we do for them? In fact, what good has God prepared in advance for us to do for them? Looking for the good we can do. Sometimes we can plan to do something good in advance for some people, like cooking a meal and for them and delivering it. But most of the time, the good that God prepared in advance for us to do looks spontaneous to us. We weren't planning on it, but we were looking for it because we're always looking to do good. And so we recognize the opportunity when it arrived to bless someone, perhaps with a word of hope, maybe an act of kindness, maybe an attitude of grace, maybe a little time, maybe a little help. The good God has prepared for us to do often seems small, but will always be significant, perhaps not to the human eye, but to the redemptive plan of Jesus. Remember, Jesus speaks of little seeds through which God grows mighty works like wheat fields, mustard seed and the mustard plant, little yeast, little leaven. Our job is not the mighty works. Our job is the little seeds. We sow the seed. Jesus makes it grow. Not all of us can do great things, but all of us can do little things with great love. We can do this because God has prepared it in advance for us to do. It's his work, our fun. 
Ours, ours is not the task of fixing the entire world all at once, but of stretching out to mend the part of the world that is within our reach. Any small thing that one soul can do for another soul to assist some portion of this suffering world will help immensely. As Jesus' followers, it is our privilege, it's our mission to watch for such opportunities every day. You just never know when it will be time. When people talk about doing good, they tend to talk about doing good for random strangers along life's way. And indeed, if you have the privilege or the opportunity to do good for strangers along life's way, you should absolutely. However, what if we became intentional and regular in doing good for the people that are within our reach? We've talked about reaching out to people in our vocations, right? That is our family, our church, our neighborhoods, or our workplaces, or schools. Think of what would happen over time if once a day we planted a seed of kindness at our workplace. Think about what would happen over time if we planted a seed of kindness in our school. One seed every day. How long would it be before we begin to see those seeds sprout and bear fruit? Not all of us can do great things, but we can do small things with great love. Why? Because we've been given great love in Jesus. God has so loved us that he gave his one and only son, Jesus, to suffer and die on the cross in our place so we could live and be saved for all eternity. God has been so good to us. I mean, that's why we call it Good Friday. That's why we can be good to others. Now, sometimes that may mean allowing people to do good for us. I know you don't need it. I know you're a giver, not a taker. But remember, you are not the only one that God is working in to do good. We are his workmanship. So let people do good for you. This can be a real mission, mission opportunity in your time of need. It deepens relationships. It blesses both the giver and the receiver, letting our neighbor love and bless us. And there's another reason. Doing good is such an important missional practice. Because these days in our culture, words mean very little. 
I mean, how many of us can remember the last political speech we heard? Mm. Oh. How many of us can remember the words of a recent sermon? Think about how quickly words come into our ears and are quickly forgotten. Think about how quickly words are spoken. How many of us believe all the claims of the advertisers we hear on the radio or on the TV or all those ads we see on social media sites? We tend not to even look at or listen to a lot of the communication we receive on a daily basis unless it's catchy or engaging or shocking. We have come to understand that words are simply what people want us to believe is true rather than what is actually true. The fact is words have become empty in our world in a lot of cases. So it doesn't take much to understand why non-Christians can dismiss our words even though our words are the very words of God himself. They are simply categorizing our words with all the other words they hear so don't be offended. They are just products of their nature and their world. The question for us is, what can we do? Well, as God's dearly loved children, we know how important words are, don't we? I mean, I think that's why you tuned in today. We cherish the word of God. We cherish it. Our faith in a good and wonderful God comes to us and is created in us by the very word of God. John 6, 63, the words, Jesus said, the words that I speak to you, they're spirit and they are life. We know how important words are. We've learned to hunger and thirst after a word from God. We remember the commandment Remember the Sabbath day because we don't want to despise preaching or his word. God talks, we listen. So what can we do to help our world learn to listen to God's word and hold it sacred and gladly hear and learn it? Well, these days, because words mean so little in our culture, a little consideration a little thought for others make all the difference. Or to say it in another way, it is important that people see Jesus in us before they hear about Jesus from us. To say it another way, it is important that people see Jesus in us before they hear about Jesus from us. The good works that he has prepared in advance for us to do become the visible proof that Jesus is real. Words regain meaning because through our simple act of kindness, people are seeing that the kingdom of God has come and is coming to them. You just never know what could happen through your small act of kindness. But God does. 
The practice of doing good is the result of God preparing and us responding. What good can we do around here? That's what we should be asking ourselves. How can we make the kingdom and grace of God a little more real to the people who are nearby? This is why we keep looking to Jesus because he has all the answers. And this was Jesus' strategy, if you really want to call it that. This was just simply who Jesus is. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Look at how. Look at how. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Look at how Jesus, the early church, spoke about Jesus to the world in which they lived. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. He went around doing good and then he preached to them. And look at Matthew chapter 4. News about him spread all over Syria and people brought to him all who were ill. And he healed them. Large crowds followed him. And when they followed him, guess what he did? Matthew chapter 7. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed. He taught them. Amazed at his teaching. Because he taught as one who had authority. The point is, Jesus did good. He helped people and he loved them. And they listened to him. He calls us to do the same. So that our witness about him will be crystal clear. We don't have to be perfect. We just have to respond to what Jesus has done for us and is doing in and through us. Spread that love to others in his name. Amen.